Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. You put on some heeled booties, you got a babysitter, you hit the town with your girlfriend, she's letting you know what's up, loves to see it. And Liz. Oh, you wanna talk about over-accessorizing? Do you remember my senior pictures? I could not have more bracelets and rings. The most obnoxious on because I just thought that I was edgy and cool girl. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. And we have such an exciting guest. The most special guest. The most iconic. Probably, not that we've gotten guest requests, but I'm sure she'd be on the list. Yeah. And that is none other than our mom, Chris Suntrup. Mom. Hi, girls. Hi, mom. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on our podcast. So we wanted to have mom on here because she's such a big part of our life. We talk about her all the time. And rather than just like call her a hundred times a day, we're like, hey, just come on the podcast one time. Mm -hmm. So mom, we would love to hear a little bit about you, about you and having five kids in eight years. Crazy. Yeah. And any advice you may have for other moms out there who are just in the thick of it, (laughs) in the thick of it, kind of like me. Oh my gosh. So I remember what it feels like to be in the thick of it. But if you ask me to call back certain memories, it's a blur. Mm. Your lives are a blur. No, that is so true. Cause I'll be like, gosh, like, you know, George isn't, uh, George isn't potty trained yet. I'm like, when did you potty train? She's like, I have no idea. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, geez, like, you know, Hattie isn't walking. This is when she wasn't walking. I was like, Hattie's not walking yet. When did I walk? I have no idea. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, you're just, I remember explaining it as if my mind had devolved to almost like caveman times because all I was doing was reacting to the dangers to in survival my, mode. It was survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like I had to make sure five kids were safe. I had to make sure five kids were fed and we had a very strict timeline, which I wasn't very good at. We were always late, but all I was doing was reacting and putting out proverbial fires right. all day long. Well, because, so you became a stay-at-home mom after three kids, after Craig was born. Yes. And dad was working a very long car dealership hours, which I yes. talk about a lot on the car bomb, just he how used to hard say, the hours were. Yeah. He used to say he only worked half the day, 12 hours. Right. Yeah. Like 12. his half day was 12 yeah, hours. And he had to work on the weekends. So you, yes. we were definitely, and I think what was a hard transition for you because you've told me is you also weren't from St. Louis. Correct. Yeah. So here you find yourself a mom to five kids. Dad's working so late. Your parents weren't really around. No, they were back in Kansas City. And you didn't have mom friends right away. No, it took me a minute. So what would, what do you think your advice would be to, I mean, it's worth it, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, having, having five kids, all of you, I mean, you're the joy, you're the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Every day I wake up and I'm so grateful and feel so blessed. I don't have a favorite. I love all my flavors. So obviously like you didn't just wake up and have five kids. Like it took, it took eight years, which is still not a very long time. But when, how was the transitions? Like for the mom at home that is like pulling her hair out with two under two, like when does it get easier? And yeah. When did you start to feel your life, yourself come back a little bit? Hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, it, one time I was, I was still working and I was, um, on a, in a business meeting and I was talking to one of our clients and he had three or four kids and they were a little older. So I was in the crazy stage and his were older. And he goes, the best advice I can give you is nothing lasts forever. 
what you're going through right now, as bad as it is, it won't last. And if they're little, it might, you know, might take you two weeks to get through this stage. Yeah. He goes, but the bad news is none of the good stuff lasts forever Aww. either. So you have to really just kind of be present and know you can get through it and then soak up all the good stuff. Yeah. That is, that's something that you told me when I've been like going through, especially, um, sleep regressions with my kids. You were like, as soon as you think you can't stand it anymore and it's absolutely going to break you, it changes. And that has been so true. I mean, I have been like getting the tired shakes because my kids didn't sleep and it's three o'clock and Tyler's not home. And then that night they finally sleep through the night. It's like, just when you think it's going to break you, it It does it. Right. Um, and I remember another time I had asked mom, I'm like, well, tell me like, when do they become less needy? Because like, I just like, they need me all the time. (laughs) She's like, I don't know, Kelly, you've called me like five times today (laughs) (laughs) and it's only noon and I'm one of five. So we're all calling you. I mean, how many phone calls? That's what we should do. So many phone calls. How many phone calls do you get from us a day? I've talked to all five of you already today. No, but like I've called you. We've talked on the phone. We've talked on the phone three times today. Yeah. And it's noon. How many times have you called her today? Uh, I actually haven't called her. Oh, really? Yeah. But on average, I mean, do you feel like I love it. I mean, I love it. I love that any mother loves to be needed by her kids. Not not so much that it's unhealthy, but to feel wanted and needed. It's and a, I just always it's a great feeling. Feel like mom's the best at making all of our problems feel like real problems. Like if yeah. I any minor inconvenience, like I went to the grocery store today and they didn't have like any spinach. They only had romaine. So that's what I had to get. Yeah. She's like Dang it, Darn all. it. Kelly. <laughs> Dang it all. Yeah, Dang that's it so all. Strange, that say. sucks. So oh. you do a good job of that. Well, thank you, Anyway, honey. I just, I love you. The internet loves you. She is Chris Suntra, leader um, of the Kardashians. Truly. The Kardashians. <laughs> that's C-A-R. Anyway, we have a great show. Mom, we're really excited to kind of introduce you to some of our segments. Can't wait. This is the podcast. I think you can relate to this. This is the podcast for the Chris Suntra of five kids who wants like this adult conversation, wants to hear about something fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's entertaining, slightly educating, mainly entertaining. Yeah. So we're here to entertain. We love it. And we love to see it. Speaking of entertaining, why don't you give us a little bit of your entertainment background? People might not know that about you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, what do you want to know? Well, I'm a singer. You're a pageant queen. I'm a former pageant queen. She's a former pageant girly, and she has the most amazing voice. When she says singer, she means she sometimes sings the national anthem at the Blues hockey games, which is our NFL, NHL team in St. Louis, whatever. (laughs) Um, She sang for the Pope when he came to St. Louis. I did. She sings at weddings. She sings at funerals. Yeah, I'm in a choir that I really love. Yeah, I she is such a good singer. She has an angelic voice. And no, it did not pass on to any of us, if that was going to be your next <laughs> question. Okay, so let's kick off the podcast with right. a, our uh, millennial word of the day. Millennial word of the day, where we learn Gen Z slang to keep you less lame. Okay, I'm excited about this one. Today's word, words, is no cap. Spell it. N-O space C-A-P, no cap. So I went to the most reliable source to find the... Hold on. Do you know what no cap means, mom? I'm trying to come up with some ideas, but I have no idea. Okay. Okay, So I went to the most reliable source there is on the internet to find the origin for no cap, which is, of course, urbandictionary.com. And I learned so much and I'm super excited to share. share Wait, do you want to hear like 
my guess. Sure. What yeah, do you think? Tell no us your hat guess. Means? Like I think that um, it either means like no hat required, or you do everything in <laughs> no caps. Um, Understated. I will say it's not no hat required, <laughs> but we love the literal approach. Yes. It actually, the actual meaning of no cap, the origin behind it is sort of a literal approach. And that's what I want to share with you guys. So okay. the, the use of the phrase no cap is meant to convey authenticity and truth. So you, it's no lie. Like we're, I'm so happy you're here, mom. No cap. Like I'm serious. Okay. No cap. So the phrase originated in reference to decorative gold teeth, which can be divided into two distinctive varieties, permanent gold teeth, aka perms, or caps, pullouts. Whereas caps can be pulled out with ease, perms are permanent. They cannot be taken out. So when you're saying no cap, it means this is this is the truth. This is real. Like these are actual gold these tooth. are this is actual gold tooth, no cap. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I wasn't well, expecting that. I think it's kind of, I, th- I mean, I think it's kind of cool. I didn't know that there was an actual like reasoning behind it. I did think cap meant maybe it was. I thought it was a hat. hat, but yeah, it makes sense. So something that. So it's real. Right. So the point of the millennial word of the day is we'd like to try to use it as often as we can in this podcast. So if you find yourself in a no cap situation, make sure you say it. Yeah. Okay. You got it. I will do my best. Beep, beep. You know what time it is. It's time for the test drive of the week where we try something new so you don't have to. I am so beyond excited about this week's test drive of the week because it's actually something I've been using for several months now that I kind of feel like I've been keeping to myself and I need to like share with the rest of the world. We love a queen that doesn't gatekeep. No, I don't want to be a gatekeeping queen. No cap. Um, Mm -hmm. That was not really it. Yeah, not really, but that's okay. It's learning. It's a learning curve. Um, so I bought these off Amazon and they're basically crystallized fruit that okay. you put in your water. Is it real fruit? It says crystallized lime. Okay. So I think it's hundred percent real. When I look at the ingredients, it says crystallized lime. So basically think like a, think of like a crystal light, but it's just a little like sugar packet. Yeah. It, it looks like, a it looks packet. like a sugar packet. And it's equivalent to one wedge of that fruit. Okay. So I have four flavors. I have lime, grapefruit, orange, and lemon. I have found myself obsessing with these. And I use them for two specific reasons. One, I think it's fun to like make a good water in the morning. And I'm- Spa water moment. Yeah. And like, I'm such a ritual person. Like I love to get up. I love to make my cup of coffee. Now I'm to the point where like, I also love to get my black tumbler, (laughs) karmamofficial.com. And I like to put ice in it. And then I put my, well, first I put my water in it and then I pick a flavor. Sometimes I do two flavors. Wow. And then I put Ooh. ice in it. And so like, I'm doing that ritual of making something, but I'm making my water. So now I'm obsessed. I also love to use them in cocktails. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm the only one who finds myself in these situations, but we go to a lot of small town events because my husband's from a small town and there's no like open bar. Well, I mean, there is, but it'll be like, it's well drinks and like there's no fresh fruit and I'm not really like a sweet drink kind of person. So I'll want to order like a vodka club, two limes. And they're like, we don't have limes. Do you want Malibu and diet Coke? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, I want vodka club. And then I'll bring these packets and then I'll put them in my drink. Awesome. I like the way you're thinking. Right. And like, you just keep them in your bag. And then if ever you're like at a bar or even if you're at like a dive bar and they might not have like the juiciest fruit, because you know, sometimes you'll order them and like, you'll squeeze the lime and like, like yes, dust comes out because like it's that dry. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be fun because I think they are delicious. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun if I did, to, if you guys tried them 
and compared them to the regular fruit, but didn't know. So you so have the real fruit, fruit. Yes. and you have the packet, and we're going to try both. Yes. I'm okay. totally going to And then you're going to tell me which ones, because I think they're delicious. Do you think they taste the same? I think they taste the same. Do you think we're going to have a hard time telling? I think you're going to have a hard time telling. I, I honestly do. All right. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you each a cup, or each two cups. Yeah. Okay. One has the regular, one has the powder. You'll tell me which one is the real one, okay? All right. I think we'll be able to tell the... Not that it's fake, but crystallized. I think 100%. you can tell fresh juice. Yes. You know, I am so picky. It's about my my drinks and my the freshness. I just know I'm going to be able to tell. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I think these could be good in a pinch, but I'm like, but I, I think I'll like, be able to tell. I like the idea of packing it along when you don't know what scenario you're totally. entering. But can it just pass for the real thing? So you can find these on Amazon and we will link them on the Carpool's Instagram and also on the Car Mom's Amazon shop. Okay, I don't think they're all going to have this problem, but we started with orange and it did in fact change the color a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to need you to close your eyes as well okay. when you're tasting them. Okay. okay. Um. So we'll start with Liz trying one. Okay. Mom, now you try that one. Liz tries this one. So this might not be the best podcast content. I'll try to narrow it. They're closing their eyes and drinking water. Okay. Okay, wait, that's hard. Wait, that's actually hard. Um, I'll let you tell me if you need to try one again. See, the first one to me it tasted more orangey. Yes. And the second one kind of tasted like an orange that maybe has gone bad. Which is causing me to believe that the first one was... Was the packet. The packet. Yes, because it was too orangey. Yeah. Are you locking in your answers? That's your answer. You are correct. The first one was the orange packet. But give me your impression. But it was better. Really, the thing that gave it away is it was more orangey. And the one with the actual orange juice in it was actually sweeter. Yeah. And we mean orange juice. We mean water with, with a squeeze, squeeze of, orange. of orange, which is not something you normally drink. Like, I'll be interested for the lemon one uh-huh. or the lime one because I actually drink lemon water pretty often. Yeah. Whereas, like, the orange one was kind of hard because I don't know what orange squeezed into water traditionally tastes like. Okay, next up we're doing lemon. Uh, it did not change the color. But okay. maybe don't look because it could be, like, pulpy okay. vibes. This is not the best. We're not. Maybe this is not the best podcast content. I'm having... Fun looking at them drinking water with their eyes closed. Okay, I think I have my answer. This is the packet. This is real. The second one was the packet. Yes. Dang, Dang. it's only, but you it's because. I didn't but think- it's because you need to put more of the fruit juice in it because it's so much stronger because it has it's so, so much, much more of a Is that flavor. the issue? Okay. Yeah, the issue is 100% no cap. The issue is that. The packet one is just more l- fruit flavor, but it's still 100% tastes, tastes like, like the, fruit. the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's working. It is succeeding. I, I'm so it's shocked. Because we're, it's because we're sort of um, hacking the system and we're just picking the one that tastes more like the fruit. That's all we're doing. To be the packet than right. the actual fruit. Okay. Next up, we have lime. Okay. And I took your advice. I put less of the packet. Okay. Less of the packet. I'm going to say, okay, uh, that is sort of what I feel like should be the packet. But because right. I'm tasting like, I swear I can taste pulp in there. Like it has like that yeah. tangy lime. <clears throat> Aftertaste. Yeah. So 
but let's say this what? is real and this is packet. Yeah. Which this is the one you redid. Which one's packet? Uh, this this one. one. You're right. <gasps> ah! Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, I thought I was going to be able to stump you guys. You, but I would say actually, that last one was a full guess. We're good guessers is what I'm going to tell you. But I'm telling you, like, keep them on hand. I 100% am, like, really, really enjoying them. And like like you guys said, like, then if we want to, like, make a cocktail, like. Can you read me the ingredients? Is it literally yeah, just I'll, crystallized? I'll, I'll right? And the reason we were able to guess them is because whichever one was better was always the packet ingredients. Crystallized grapefruit. Citric acid, grapefruit oil, grapefruit juice, non-GMO, Perfect. no artificial preservatives. So for everybody who's ingredient snobs like myself, yeah, you're good to go with that. Wait, that was great. That was really fun. You know, speaking of cocktails, I think that's going to lead us directly into our game. And our game is going to be the grade eight, where we choose a category, select eight things in that category, and then debate each one until we determine a winner. And today's category is... Cocktails, but not just cocktails. It's cocktail vibes. Totally. Okay. So explain. So when I, it's not just. I'll give an example. Okay, you gave it. It's example. not just mojitos. It's mojitos in Mexico at a resort and uh, all at an all inclusive resort because that's a vibe. You know, you got your mojito for quote unquote free. You're sitting in the pool. You ordered it from the, the swim oh, up the pool, pool bar. 100%. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's the, vibe. the sun's going down. It. So it's not just a mojito. It's a mojito with all of that with okay. it. Mom, you understand the premise of the grade eight, correct? I do. Okay. So we're doing cocktails and their surrounding vibes. Co- cocktail vibes. Cocktail vibes. And we will go head to head off of just which one hits harder. So, um, do you want to start, Kelly? Yeah, so we're going to start by getting our All list right. of eight, and then we will, um, I'll match them up, we'll go head-to-head, we'll get a final four, we'll get a top two, and then we will determine a winner of the great eight of cocktail vibes. Okay. Elizabeth, why don't you start with our first one? Okay, um, uh, this is a pretty obvious one Obvious one for me. It is a espresso martini after a nice, maybe steak dinner in like a dim-lit room. Ooh, so it's like dessert and cocktail vibes. Exactly. I, you're oh, dressed 100% up. The vibes are good. Your waiter has like a black tie and he's like, here's your espresso martini. And you're like, thank you, sir. Right. Like, yes, because right. we would l- much rather drink our dessert than eat it. True. At least I would. No, I remember I had never had an espresso martini until we went to Dallas and did bridesmaids dress shopping with you. Mm-hmm. And we were, and in fact, we went for like an after dinner drink thing. Yeah. That's that's also an option, but it, yeah. it has to be a dim lit restaurant regardless. So you just had yourself jazz. a night. No, yes. Smooth jazz in the background. Frank Sinatra for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I am going to go next and I am gonna say mimosas on Christmas morning. Ooh. Classic. Or Easter Ooh. morning. Or Thanksgiving. Any holiday morning, but I don't drink mimosas often, but I without fail will buy myself a small bottle of champagne. And I will have them on Christmas morning, even if it's just like me and the kids that's and Tyler. Re- that's really sweet of you. Love it. I'm always thinking, looking out for myself. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> okay, um, mom, what do you got? I think iconic for me. Is it iconic? No, it's just the vibes. It's the vibe. Yeah, vibes. Okay. Um, well, I'm a griller, as you know. Right. And um, whenever I grill, I literally, like no cap, cannot <laughs> grill without having a beer. And I'm not mm. a beer drinker. 
Okay. But just in case there's a fire, I got to put it out and I have to have a couple sips of beer while I grill. Safety or I can't first. Grill. Yeah. I a hundred, like when I smell a barbecue, I want to reach for a beer. Like there's just something about like grill smoke and a Bud Light that just hit. Yeah. I think that's actually, that, that's a very good one. I think Mom. it's like a really good one. That hits. Um, okay. Something that might hit more. I don't know. We'll see. But how about like a top shelf margarita at a Mexican restaurant? Oh. You got your guac, you got your queso, you got your chips, you got your marg. And but not the frozen one. No, I'm not a frozen marg person. I like, Top specifically shelf, yeah. for me, it would be a spicy marg, but to keep this generic. Hey, if I can get even more specific, please. I think it's the second marg. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the second marg at the Mexican mm. restaurant with the chips and salsa mm. in case. So that like and yeah, hits better than the first one. And if it, the second one could be the slushy one out of the machine too by that point. Yeah, at that care. point you don't care. I just think it's like <laughs> the second marg might hit different. It does. That's Good so point. true. Okay, I am going to go next with a spike seltzer, probably a white claw around some body of water. A white claw on the water. I pictured it a in white my claw head on the water. So either you're at the lake, you're mm-hmm. at a swimming pool, you're on the river. Yes. Like you are just a lime white claw girly mm-hmm. in the river. It's just only good times. Like you got the heat, you got your cold uh, seltzer. That's, yeah, yeah I can feel that. As soon as you said, Seltzer, White Claw. I knew exactly where I was. Right, like it well, on yeah. the water, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, um, is it my turn? It's my. Oh, sorry, mom. It is your turn. I think it is my turn. Um, why does every time I think of a drink, I'm eating? Um, <laughs> and that's normal. But, and I, I told Dad this the other day. I started my. You're doing hard seventy five, and I'm doing the Chris's easy eighty twenty. <laughs> and I told him on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when I'm cooking dinner. I have to have a glass of wine and I'm not mm. counting that towards how much I drink in a week. Because <laughs> why would you? Because it's cooking. Yeah. It's right. not drinking. It's it's cooking. She's not drinking, I'm, guys. It's drinking while <laughs> cooking. But again, I can't cook so unless get, I have a glass of wine. Get specific. Oh, glass of Pinot Noir. Like not an expensive one either. Just like I'm cooking. Like, right. well, you, it's your Tuesday wine. You bought that thing that goes into the cork. It goes into the cork. And then it, so it doesn't decork the. Yeah, it's called a Coravan. Yeah, exactly. And I could have, like, if I only had a nice bottle of wine on hand and it's Tuesday and I have to cook dinner, which I can't do without wine. You yeah. now know that. Sorry. Um, I can, it's like a, a hollow needle goes in and the Coravan will just pour me a glass of wine without ever opening the bottle. So I don't feel like I'm wasting a nice bottle of wine. Which is yeah. the ticket. That's, right that, that's a good one. Because then you feel like you have to drink it. You have to drink more. Right. Or you have to drink more the next night. The glass. The glass. And I'm, I'm really not trying to press, but if you wouldn't mind getting more specific. So it's a p- glass of Pinot Noir. What are you cooking? Oh, I'm cooking Italian. hundred percent. Okay. So like that, that, yeah, yeah. Like the little homemade spaghetti sauce. With yeah. Like something with an onion. Yeah. Onions and garlic are sauteing yeah, in the pan. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it my turn or your turn? It's my turn. Okay. We have one. Wait, how many more do we have? Uh, Two more. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to say, and this one might just be for you and me, Cal, because I'm not sure if this is the most popular drink, but it is iconic and it does hit. How about a little uh, dirty martini, blue cheese olives with a little cheeky side of gossip? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The thing with dirty martinis is it's like not, it's not a drink you just like 
order like frequently because no, it needs to be. I won't do it on a weekday. I'll never order one like if I'm out to my out to dinner with my kids or something. Like no. it's not a like it's when you are committed Ubering you, home, and you are like it's a girls' night kind of thing. It's a girls' night thing because, and the reason I had to do the cheeky side of gossip is because it's a sipper. We're yes. sitting there for a while. We're gonna need to entertain ourselves somehow. And I mean, but also like it's the kind of thing where like you have to order one with someone you trust. Yes, because, because like you don't know what's gonna come. You out. don't know what's gonna come yeah, out of your by mouth. the like, end of it. I would never like meet someone for the first time and order a dirty martini. No, never, never. My favorite thing about a dirty martini actually is that you get a snack with it. And oh, okay. I just love a a drink that comes with a snack. Right, for sure. You know. Oh, you mean the blue cheese olives are the snack? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, Round us out with could be a sleeper because I think we've had some really good submissions. Okay, but it's gonna be a glass of white wine on a porch, preferably with some sort of like cheesy appetite, like a cheese board vibe. Oh yeah, and sunshine, and maybe and sunshine, sunny. maybe like a single ice cube in it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's a, it's a summer afternoon. Yeah. You're on the porch. There's a ceiling fan yeah. above you on your porch, or like a nice breeze, possibly. Ooh. Um, sounds so nice right now. You put an ice cube in it and then. Are we specifying it's got to be like what time of day? Oh, it's like a 4 p.m. kind of vibe. Oh, I'm 100% there. Yeah, it's like a 4 p.m. kind of vibe. 4 p.m. Saturday afternoon. And can we just all agree that most of these would mostly be enjoyed on an empty stomach too? Why do you say that? I, Why do we like the first drink on an empty stomach? I love oh, the first drink on an empty way. stomach. I do oh, too. Mom and I had a conversation about this not so long ago. We were, it was when you were in Dallas last and we went out for pre-drinks before dinner and we were like kind of hungry. So we're like chewing on the nuts that they have, but something about just like, it sort of like hits you a little bit yeah, quicker. You get drunker faster because you don't have anything in your system. I don't, that's not a sensation I, I, I seek. I mean, if it, if it happens great, but I wouldn't, I'd eat before. I, I be love honest. it. Maybe it happens to me because I order a drink before dinner or I'll have a happy hour before I go to dinner. So I haven't eaten oh, my meal yet. So I like. Also, I mom like and it. I, mom and I have like just horrible IBS. So I think like after any time we, <laughs> no, we just have really sensitive stomachs. So like yeah, you guys, do. sometimes when we eat, we don't feel the best. And so then drinking doesn't feel good. So I think like getting the drink out of the way before dinner is nice for us. Right. You guys are crazy. Okay. Let me read our great eight and then we'll start with our getting down to our final four. Okay. okay. This is the great eight of cocktail vibes. We have an espresso martini after a steak dinner. A beer while you're grilling, a margarita, I'm sorry, the second margarita at a Mexican restaurant, a white claw on a, on any sort of body of water, a dirty martini with a side of gossip, a white wine on a porch in a summer afternoon, red wine while cooking Italian, and mimosas on Christmas morning. Wow. What a list. Okay, so now what we're going to do, Mom, is I'm going to give us two. This is fun because there's three of us. Yeah. I'm going to give us two, okay. and then we're going to pick a winner. And I think we're going to judge it off of which one hits the best. So yes. it's not even saying which one's your favorite. What hits? What hits the most? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Let's start with an espresso martini after a steak dinner, vert in a dim lit room with smooth jazz playing mm-hmm. versus a beer while grilling. Okay. Who's going to, who's going to argue it? Well, we are, we're all going to, I mean, I feel very strongly it's a beer while grilling. I'm with you. Because I can taste it from here. I personally disagree, but I don't think I have the same sensation towards. A I don't think, grilling, babe. Grilling I also don't think you do. grill. I don't grill, so maybe that's it. But I could see myself replacing that 
with an after dinner drink or some other yes, scenarios. I agree. Or like a chocolate cake or but you're a nice glass of red wine. A, what was it? A chocolate martini, espresso. espresso martini while you're grilling. Mom, you could, mom, you can't replace all, it with anything. You could but not be more right. That's fair. You could not be more okay. right. That's okay. Good. So a beer while grilling is moving on. And our next head to head of cocktail vibes, we have a second margarita at a Mexican restaurant with a side of chips, guacs, and queso versus a white, a lime white claw on a body of water. Mm, I think they tie. They can't, mom. Mm. They're both perfect. Mm-hmm. I see this is hard because I can't use mom's method of the replacement method because there's nothing else you would drink at a Mexican restaurant. But I also don't know what else I would drink. The replacement doesn't work in this scenario. I'm going to say if I'm if I'm there. I'm going to go with a white claw on water. That's what my gut's telling me. And I'm a you guys know I'm a huge tequila girl and I love a margarita. But there is just something about like. OK, well, let's do this scenario. You're um, you're at the Mexican restaurant. OK, I'm there. And you don't order a margarita. You're on the body of water. You're swimming. Maybe you're taking care of your kids or whatever. You could maybe not have the white claw, but I challenge anybody to go into a Mexican restaurant and not have a margarita. And if you have one, you're definitely going to have two. See, I, I could be a diet Coke. I know you guys don't drink diet Coke, but I could be a diet Coke early at a Mexican restaurant. Interesting. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that, but I mean, that's why there's three of us. So if you guys are really feeling like you're a second margarita, Uh, here's the thing is if I see a spicy margarita on a menu, I'm ordering it every, every time. Right. Every time. Okay. So I'm going margarita. Well, then I think we, are you going to go margarita? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But it, let's acknowledge they were close. They were very close. They were very They're close. both great. They're both perfect. Okay. Our next head to head in cocktail vibes, we have a dirty martini with a side of gossip on a girl's night mm-hmm. versus white wine on a summer afternoon Ooh, porch. Stop it. It's too hard. This, is, this went why, from fun to not fun. Like, <laughs> I'm straight up not having a good time right now. <laughs> yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> what drink would we have with this scenario? Well, I mean, I guess it's like a one. Yeah, it's one o'clock, but on, on a Monday, maybe like a vodka club with a with a fruit packet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say if if I'm going back to the replacement method, I could maybe drink something else on the porch. But if I'm going out for a girl's night, because first of all, I can't make a dirty martini at home. So like I can make a vodka club at home on the porch. I could drink a white wine spritzer on the porch. I can be drink a seltzer on the porch. I could drink a blue moon on the porch. I can't make a dirty martini. So I will say, Kel, too, we have such a once worth thinking about dirty martinis. We can't stop talking about that. It's your mission. It's our mission. And it's we a, play it's it out. only thing we play we it out can, months in advance. Like we do. So we like to have them on Thanksgiving because it's not like we go out a lot. No. But we like to have them on Thanksgiving. And like, like mom was like, I on Thanksgiving, mom was like, oh, I have feta stuffed olives. And I'm like, that's garbage. Get me yeah. blue cheese. Right. Yeah. So I would say when I'm in the mood and nothing can replace a dirty martini, but I would more often have white wine on a porch. Right. But I think when it comes like, I don't look forward to white wine on a porch. Like I look forward to a dirty martini. So I'm going to go with dirty martini. Okay. I I agree. Okay. That might be a controversial one because that's so specific to you. But I, I feel like replace that with your go-to girls drink. Yeah. So like you like lemon drops a lot, mom. So like maybe it's replace a lemon. Replace it with a lemon drop. Maybe yeah. it's a lemon drop. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Maybe it's a Cosmo, but right. it's some, something yeah. too strong. Okay. <laughs> 
In our last round okay. of this round of the great eight of cocktail vibes, we have red wine while cooking Italian versus mimosas on Christmas morning. Wow. Gosh, these are too hard. These are tough. They are tough. What hits? What are you like? Mm-mm-mm. Uh, you know, because it's not like a weekly thing, I'm I'm drawn to mimosas on Christmas morning. I agree. Yeah. Because like I would be devastated if I had a Christmas morning and I didn't get my mimosa. It's That's such true. a tradition. It's not like I'm going to have a mimosa on December 26th. Like who's yeah. doing that? That's yeah. weird. Then you're yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. And you have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So I'm voting. I, I think, think you're right. It's right. got to be the tradition of the mimosa on Christmas morning. Okay. Here's our final four of cocktail vibes. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. A beer while grilling, a second margarita at a Mexican restaurant, a dirty martini on a girl's night, and mimosas on Christmas morning. Dang. Now we're going to take head to head. Head to head. We're going to get our final two, and then we're going to determine our winner of a cocktail vibe. Mom, are you ready? Yes. Okay, we've got beer while grilling versus a dirty martini on a girl's night. I, I'm going to replace, in my mind, the beer while grilling, just like in any, like beer at a hockey game for me. That, okay. that your beer while grilling is my beer at or a hockey beer game. beer at a barbecue. Or a barbecue at a sports game, like that cannot be replaced. So, well, no, because also first of all, like the enjoyment factor is not there. It's much more of a necessity. I call it a necessity, but there's, it's not that I enjoy the beer. I just feel like I have to have a beer when I grill. But the vibe you're going with the, with that dirty martini, the girls, that girls gossip, yeah, yeah, yeah. you plan it out, all the things that go into it, I feel like that holds more weight. Well, and so, yeah. So this is really tough. Um, I'm going to say dirty martini on a girl. Cause I think okay. it's like, I mean, I totally agree. I think it's like, I look forward to it more. I'm with yeah. mom. Like I don't necessarily enjoy the Bud Light, but I'm doing but it. But like if of- I, here's what, here's what I'm thinking though. Like if I started the grill and was like, let me grab a beer, went to the fridge, there wasn't any beer. I'd be like, oh, okay, bummer. But like if I went out to a bar with my girlfriends and I was like, I want a dirty martini. And, and they're like, have it. They're like, we're out of blue cheese and olives. I'd cry. Yeah. <laughs> Like I would, I would start crying. So that's for that reason. I'm going to choose. Um, okay, I'm going to thirty martini on a girls' night. Okay, in our next head to head of cocktail vibes, we have a margarita. I'm sorry, second margarita at a Mexican restaurant versus mimosas on Christmas morning. It's tough, y'all. Mm. You know, maybe it's just the living in Dallas, Texas, for the last two years for me. But it's it's the mark for me. Okay, it's the mark. Gosh, I don't know. That's tough. I guess I could go to my Mexican restaurant at lunchtime and have iced tea with my chips and salsa and guac. I'm going to say it's mimosa on Christmas morning for me. So that makes mom the tiebreaker. I think it's mimosas on Christmas day for me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Margarita at a Mexican restaurant. Okay. This leaves our final two. Oh, we got to go further. We have to determine. One more. We have to determine our winner. And it is a dirty martini on a girl's night. Versus a mimosa on Christmas morning. And it is a tough. So let me put it this way. You can have one drink all year. You can either oh, have. Dirty martini. Dirty, dirty martini. martini. Dirty martini. Yeah, easy day. Easy day. I agree. Okay, so that is going to make our winner of a cocktail vibe. A dirty martini on a girl's night. You put on some heeled booties. You got a babysitter. You hit the town with your girlfriend. She's letting you know what's up. Mm-hmm. And that is our cocktail vibe. And that is the great eight, a dirty martini. I love it. Love it. Love it to see it. 
Now it's time for Dish the drive through where we get you out of your dinner rut and give you an easy recipe to mix it up. So love this. one of the most, I'm sure you can agree, mom. One of the Ugh. most exhausting parts of motherhood and wifehood is having to figure out what to make for dinner every night until you die. Every night for the rest of your life. It, it is something I was not prepared for. And why do some days I can think of 19 recipes to make and some days I've never cooked a single thing in my whole life. I can't Truly, remember what to make. I will walk into the grocery store and be like, I don't know how to put together a single meal ever. I don't think I've ever cooked. And it really like frustrates me to my core because I like to think I'm a good cook. Sometimes I just have no inspiration. It's the inspo. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and it's also hard when you, ha- when you're a mom to young kids because you don't have the time. Right. And I'm always looking for like, easy dinner recipes. We don't like to eat out a lot because one is expensive. Two, I live in a small town. There's not a lot of options. And who wants to take little kids out to dinner? It's no fun. Oh yeah. Or, or so we want to give like, so we like to give like easy recipe ideas. Today I have one that is kind of like a Chris Trip special, which this woman's iconic. I mean, you've shared some recipes that have truly broken the internet from the (laughs) Carmon broccoli to the The chili chili. to the ham and cheese crescent rolls. It's the non-recipe recipe. We call it combining, not cooking. Right. Exactly. We are combining queens. So for this one, I'm going to say it's a three ingredient wonder and it is a Caesar salad bag. Yeah. Caesar salad. Yeah. Bag. A rotisserie chicken. Love it. And tortillas. And we are going to make a chicken tortilla wrap. Wrap. There's something about you. There's to me, to me, it's more than just a chicken Caesar salad because that's like, I don't know if like Tyler would think that was like a meal. Right. Yes. He needs the wrap to feel like a meal. But if you're like, you need that card. It's a wrap. It's like, oh. She just didn't get a bag salad and the chicken. Like she made chicken Caesar salad wraps. And what's great about this Mm -hmm. recipe is like Caesar salad's not your thing. Get the barbecue ranch packet. Get the sesame Asian packet. Like get the- Buffalo chicken wrap is really good. You get the buffalo chicken ranch uh, salad bag. Or you could still do the Caesar salad, do some of the meat in buffalo sauce. And if Mm -hmm. you've got really hungry people in your family, you know, Trader Joe's sells that rice that you can microwave in a bag for three minutes. Throw some rice in there. Crazy bowl. I don't think everyone has crazy bowls and wraps, but yes, add, get that jasmine rice. Yeah. So ladies, before you just like get ahead of yourselves, I know it's pretty self-explanatory, but Kelly, just explain to me how we build a chicken Caesar salad wrap. hundred percent. First of all, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. Step one is you get a bag, bag salad. You make the salad. So just like make it per the directions, pour everything on it. Um, I sometimes like to get a little bit of extra dressing like on the side because like who doesn't love a dipping moment? Mm -hmm. So like if I'm going to get the chicken Caesar salad bag, make the salad, maybe get some extra dressing on the side, get your rotisserie chicken or like if you want to be even like more basic or like have a freezer friendly, like pull out some chicken nuggets out of the freezer. Like I I buy those ones from Costco, those like bare naked chicken nuggets, like Mm -hmm. put some of those in there, chop them up, throw them in the salad. Like then it's freezer friendly. Put the chicken in the salad mix, mix it all up, get some wraps, corn, tortilla, or corn, flour, wheat, spinach, whatever your preference is, and then just wrap them up. Yeah. I love the idea of adding rice just like for a little bit more substance. And that's like, Mm -hmm. again, a freezer friendly thing to do. Yes. And then cut it in half, serve it with like some fresh fruit. Call it a day. Sweet potato fries. Sweet potato fries is a great option. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I follow this account on Instagram called Naptime Kitchen. And one of the things she talks about is like the pressure that we put on ourselves to make dinner the best, most nutritious meal of the day and how that's kind of backwards in your thinking. Because like if you can get your SHIT together most in the morning and maybe your kids eat like eggs and fruit and like maybe some sauteed vegetables on the side or like if you're just like a lunchtime hero and like that's where you can serve them the most nutritious meal, 
do it then. If dinner is just a chicken Caesar salad wrap and that's like what you like, who cares? Right. You got your veggies in for the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter what order of nutritious goodness your meals go sure. in for the day. And you can always sneak more vegetables in there if you need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're totally right. Like cut up a uh, celery, cucumbers would be the great. The shredded carrots would sneak carrots. in there nicely. That's such a good call. Yeah. Some kale even, like yeah. chop that up there. So I'm actually now craving chicken Caesar salad wraps. Yeah, and I thought that was really a super good. easy weeknight meal that would be easy to make. Mm-hmm. I love it. So that's got mine. And then next, uh, we're going to be bringing industry news, which industry news is a very, ex- it's probably my favorite topic because it is news of the industry, the industry being the automotive industry, since this is the carpool podcast. So, okay. So today's industry news is this color changing concept BMW will mess with your head. Did you guys see this? I shared it on my Instagram. Yes. I saw saw this. So essentially it is a color changing BMW SUV. The BMW flow electric SUV concept can change hues at the press of a button going from white to gray or black and back again in moments. While it can't go beyond shades of gray, it lacks subtlety and depth of real car paint. The effect is startling. So this is pretty crazy. Essentially, the car goes from black to white to gray at the press in seconds at the press of a that button. That is so cool. And it's not even like a mood ring vibe that it like slowly like kind of is reading black, kind of is reading gray. Like it changes drastically. Crazy. Now, this is a concept car. So I shared it on my Instagram. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. It's just a concept right now. I mean, it's not in production and there's no guarantee it will ever go to production. Manufacturers like to put out these crazy concepts to kind of like test the water, get some press buzzing. I have, I want to know from you guys, is this the future? Will you be able to change your car's color whenever you want? Or is this just like a fad that's going to fade? I definitely think so. You think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. It's too cool not to. I think it's, I think it's a fad that's going to fade. It's giving me very much that, I uh, can't remember what SUV concept car it was. It was an SUV that had butterfly doors. I'm like, that's never going to happen. It was the Lincoln Navigator. The Lincoln Navigator with yeah. butterfly doors. It's never going to happen. Well, I have so many follow-up questions. I, first of all, like, legally, like you rob a bank in yeah. a white car, you drive off and now you're in a black one. Like, how does that pencil? Isn't that kind of weird? I would say if you're driving a BMW, I hope you don't have to rob a bank, but I see your point. But like, just like (laughs) talk about like a getaway car, like being able to just change the color Would you be able to know it's a color changing car? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Imagine you going to Target and you were driving a white car yesterday and you changed it because you felt like you were more in a gray mood today and you come out and you don't remember what color your car is. Well, yeah, I experienced that the other day. We experienced that since we get new cars all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yeah, I think it's probably a fad. I don't think it's, I don't think it's probably going to happen anytime soon. I just don't, I personally don't feel like I need that. No. Okay, let me tell you why you need it. Oh, okay. White cars stay cleaner longer than black cars. You get your car clean. Mom, this is, wait, You make it black. She's onto something. You make it black because everybody loves a black shiny car. It's... A weather like today where they've put out the salt because of the bad weather and now you're running through a puddle and now is your car's kind of grimy and it really shows up on the black. You turn it white, your car looks clean, you buy yourself another day to go to the car wash. That is kind of life-changing, to be honest. I could see it being used in that scenario, yes. But and my other question is the chips. 
Oh, like, yeah. How many chips? How expensive is it? And how, so how do they, how does it do it? Is it based off of like, like light or screens? Like what is, so if you get in an accident, like to me, it's just like another thing that can break. Well, and that's, that's a serious question. Think about a fender bender. Like how much is a fender of a color changing car on your car? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. This, this CNN article I'm reading says that the cost of body damage repairs could be just as striking as the color effects. Yeah. So I'm definitely thinking that's topic for discussion. That's but anyway, inhibited. I thought it was interesting. It's, interesting. it's just a concept car for now. I love seeing what they, regardless of if I would use it or think it's cool or not, I love to see what they come up with yeah. with concept cars. I would like to see them come out with something that maybe is like a stripe that can change color or something or... Yeah. You can just, I don't know. I mean, I love the idea of like customizing your car in a cooler way. So like one of my favorite features that are in cars is ambient lighting on the inside Yeah, where you yeah, can like fun. change to like Set a purple, mood. a pink, a red. So I would love some sort of like ambient lighting effect that could be on the outside of your car. Even if it's just like lights that like go underneath it at night that you can mm-hmm. easily change the color with. So I'm all about customization. I'm just not about yeah how much money it would cost to repair. So that is the industry news segment. And with that, that's a podcast. That's that is our second episode. Mom, thank you so much Girls, for joining this was us. So much fun. Do you like it? I love it. Do you think anyone will listen? I have no idea, but I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure, we do too, Mom. <laughs> it's just kind of our normal quirky conversation. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. Give this podcast a five-star review, possibly. Yeah. And head over to the Carpool Instagram if you want to see some more content or help us come up with our next great eight topics. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.